Hello and welcome to the Habit Your Way Team podcast, where you will learn to transform into the best version of yourself, become a self-love expert, shift your mindset, and build new habits to help you cultivate a life of freedom. On this podcast, expect vulnerability as I too am growing on this long, beautiful journey with you. If you haven't already done so, hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Hello and welcome to another Habit Your Way with Team podcast episode. I am your podcast host, Deandra, and as always, I'm excited to be here. I hope everyone's doing well in their life. I hope everyone's taking care of themselves and their mental health and putting themselves first. Remember, you come first always. Okay, so today's episode is going to be on survival mode. And um, basically, like, you know, this is like your fight or flight. You know how there's like four different types of survival mechanisms. And this is just the way we cope, right? This is how we cope with uh, stress or... Uh, when we're feeling fear, whatever we're feeling, insecurity, this is kind of how we, you know, just how we cope to life stressors that literally just are out of our control, right? Like, they're not in our control at all. So, there are four different types of survival mechanisms that we use as humans, and that's fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. So, fight is basically, you know, like, I am fighting with everything around me, or um, not necessarily fighting, but like reacting and like, um, on, on ed- always on edge, kind of like, you know, always having to protect myself from being hurt or like hy- hyper vigilant. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the fight. And then there's the flight. And this is kind of like, I'm just dipping, right? Like I'm leaving. I'm not going to fight it. Like I'm leaving. Um, and so I'm basically running from it, right? Like I'm not dealing with any any of it. Like I'm just I'm distracting myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm running from it, right? Like I'm doing other things in order to not cope with whatever the heck is going on in my life. Um, and then there's the freeze one, which is basically like I'm here, but I'm not here, right? Like I'm here, but I checked out mentally like two weeks ago. And so this has a lot to do with dissociation, where like. Um, you know, you re- you're there, but, like, mentally, like, you know, it-, it feels really unsafe, like, you're not really there, like, your mind is somewhere else, and, like, um, yeah, like, we kind of just checked out, like, a while ago, so that's the freeze response, and then the fawn response is, like, where we can't cope with it, so it's kind of like a pe- people-pleasing response, right, so it's, like, um, I'm not gonna deal with whatever I have going on, instead, I'm, like, gonna go out in the world, um, and, like, be codependent and like not really set boundaries with myself kind of just be all over the place trying to help other people so that I I don't have to deal with whatever it is that's happening in my life that's making me feel uncomfortable so remember guys these are all trauma responses like this is how we literally learned how to cope with life like if you find yourself like doing any of these responses do not worry guys because I still find myself doing these because I'm programmed, guys. I am programmed. And the thing is, like, no one really taught us how to cope, right? No one taught us how to cope with whatever the heck life throws at us. And so the way we learn to feel safe, the way we learn to feel good about ourselves is, like, through these things, right? Through these four things. And a long, 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 long time ago... This is literally how people had to survive, right? Like, people were were actually in real danger. Like, people who lived in caves and, like, you know, a long, long, long time ago. Like, people did actually have to, you know, like, fight freaking animals and stuff. Um, And obviously, a lot of that trauma got passed down to us when, like, it wasn't dealt with, right? And the thing is that our body literally does not know when 
it's safe and when it's not safe, right? Like our bo- our body, our mind usually always kind of has this like need to protect us, right? It's our ego. Our, le- our ego loves to protect us from like uh, the unknown, right? That's why like change is so hard for a lot of us because the known is like, you know, it's our comfortable place. It's, it's good for us. And our ego wants us to stay there. It doesn't want us to grow. It doesn't want us to evolve because that to our ego is scary. So our ego's job is to protect us from any perceived danger, right? As it should. <laughs> this is what I tell myself when I see my ego coming up. Instead of like shaming me, instead of like shaming myself when I, you know, I see like the thoughts of fear and when I see like the insecurities and when I see all of that, like I just tell myself like, yes, like thank you ego for trying to protect me. Like it, I'm safe though. Like you can back down because literally our ego just wants to protect us, just wants us to feel safe, doesn't want us to go through those same experiences that we went through as a child or you know even later on in life so let's uh go into detail for each of the survival mechanisms and we could go ahead and start with fight right so like i said this is your ego a hundred percent this is your ego guys anytime you want to argue anytime you want to defend yourself oh a big one is when you're trying to defend yourself like a hundred percent when you feel the need to defend yourself that is your ego guys that is your ego when you feel unsafe as well like out of nowhere you just kind of start feeling unsafe this is also fight right because we are perceiving danger we our our mind our body literally feels like it's in danger even like if we could just you know be home or like doing homework or at work and like there's we can we can look around and see like i'm not in danger but our body and our mind believe that we are in danger um this is okay right but this is this is also fight um another one is when we're kind of always like on edge like kind of like always hyper vigilant um waiting for the shoe to drop waiting for bad things to happen to us waiting for someone to abandon us like this is our our fight right we feel so unsafe in our own mind in our own body and you know it's just it's not not that it's a bad thing i don't think it's a bad thing i just think like we could do better for ourselves right we can move from a place of fear to a place of love and it's really such an uncomfortable place to be in in life because we're not actually living we're like we're always in the future right what, what's gonna happen um what if this happens what if that happens and like i get this right i i understand this because i know like i used to come from this and this was my was my main thing you know and now i'm transitioning into love but it's uh it's a long transition right it doesn't mean that i don't experience this anymore i do i do experience it a lot still however i am consciously and actively always bringing myself back to love back to love and it's in that repetition where the changes occur when we're in a place of like control you like i'm trying to control either people or situations this is also fight right because it's again our ego trying to protect us from um, the unknown it's it's our ego trying to like like I said it keeps us in those same um, cycles because that's what's familiar to us that and it, and it keeps everything else out and this is why it's so hard to make changes in your life right like you guys 
I know we want to like change and I know we want to like improve our lives and I love that for you guys. I really, really, really do. But you need to understand how your brain works. I need you to understand how your brain works because I know we just want to snap our fingers and then we want all the changes to come. And that's just not how it works. That's not how our brain works, okay? We have an ego, guys. We are all born with this freaking ego. And um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stop us, right? Like, there's a lot of times right now in my healing journey that, like, I'm doing the work and then it's kind of like, wait, like, like, I get a lot of chatter, right? That's like, you're not even doing it right. Uh, like, trying to hold me back. And I understand that this is my ego because it's unfamiliar to me and I feel unsafe. So it's not that, like, the work is, like, something, you know, it's wrong or that I shouldn't be doing it. Or it's not that, like my ego is a bad thing on the contrary it's trying to protect me and i think that's so important to understand because a lot of times like we think of the ego as like something bad right like i hear of like the ego death like and stuff like that but our ego is literally just scared right so we have to be kind to ourselves because even though you are not your ego you are not your thoughts you are not your feelings we have to be kind to that part of us right okay and another example that i'm gonna give is like watching the news guys i know like i personally stopped watching the news guys i i personally like stopped subscribing to like pages that like highlight the news and like stuff going on around the world and um i do this for my mental health because the thing is that your brain doesn't know the difference between what's actually happening happening now and uh what isn't right so like This is how you can, you know, like I talk about inner child healing and how like you can like meditate and like pretend to talk to be talking to your younger self and like heal, right? Cry or whatever, hug that version of you and your brain doesn't know that it's not actually happening right now. So that's how you heal. So when you hear about all these things going on, your brain literally does not know that it's not actually happening to you. Like your brain literally feels so unsafe and it believes that it's happening to you right now. So what is going to happen is that my body and my mind are going to try to protect me from something that's not happening to me right something that like is 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 the news something that happened probably like in another country or in another state or whatever um but my body's going to try to protect me from that because it literally believes that i am going through that right now and i just feel so 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 unsafe so my body's going to go into fight right it thinks that we need to fight someone because i feel this way moving on to the second response which is fight right so i mean no flight so this is where i'm dipping i'm like bye i'm clocked out um but like physically like it's like okay i'm leaving um this part of me is the one that runs right it runs from our problems it runs from whatever life is throwing at me i don't want to deal with it um yeah this is the one who like just leaves it all like i just i don't want to no thank you and so this has a lot to do with addiction guys and like just any form of distraction right but it it does have a lot to do with addiction in the sense that like i don't want to deal with it so i'm gonna take the pain away by doing drugs or drinking alcohol or being addicted to video games or being addicted to food or my boyfriend or my friends or being a you know any type of addiction to social media guys a big one a huge one in our generation i would say that social media is my biggest flight response like um whenever i do feel activated and i do run to social media this is my flight right i can i can tell that this is my flight i don't want to deal with it um i kind of just want to push it away i want to ignore it so like 
this is me. This is my flight. Like I, I'm not dealing with it at all. I'm running to social media and it becomes an addiction, right? When we constantly use it and depend on it to, um, make us feel better so that we don't have to face ourselves and it becomes an addiction and not just with social media like this can be with people with drugs with alcohol with uh, shopping with eating with whatever guys um this also has a lot to do with like avoidance so like if i am starting to talk to a person and i really like this person and uh, I, I see myself and I catch myself like really liking this person and I kind of distance myself or like I ghost this person out of fear that like they're going to hurt me or that um, they're going to break my heart or something or that like, you know, just like it's just basically fear, but I'm leaving like I'm avoiding it because I don't I don't I'm avoiding the pain, right? Like I'm like sabotaging it because I don't want to feel that pain at all. So like I will try to avoid that pain at, at any cost right so that's also like your flight i would also say that like you know a lot of us like we grew up liking like the push and pull type of thing in a relationship where it's like you know you start liking someone and like they're interested and and then like or like they're not interested in the beginning and you're interested and it's like you you fight to get their attention right that's like the fight and then once like they give you that attention like you just leave and so there you are, you're practicing both your fight and flight, right? And so this is, again, like just kind of fear maybe of like commitment or um, again, it's that avoidance where like you don't want to be hurt or like um, it could also be that like maybe it was just kind of like your ego where like you just wanted that attention and like it validated something in you, right? It made you feel more worthy when like that's all you kind of wanted, right, from that person, um, so but that is your, fl- your fight because you do want that attention and like you might um, dress prettier to get their attention or um, entertain that person, right? Just to get that attention that's going to validate something in you. Another example of this is like not being able, like not being good with like any confrontation. And I'm not saying like confronting people about stuff they did, but like, you know, like we can't have any sort of argument at all or anything or not even argument, but like discussion because like you're left maybe feeling uh, uncomfortable or like you don't know how to cope with it. So you kind of like avoid that at all costs. Like you avoid confrontation or you avoid um, just having like discussions with people. Um, so that's also an example of that. Okay, the third coping mechanism is freeze. And this is basically where like we just freeze, right? So like we're there physically, but mentally we're somewhere else. And um, so this could be kind of like, um, you know, when we're driving guys and like you get to your destination and you're like, how the heck did I get here? I don't even remember. And it's because you kind of like spaced out. It's like that, that daydreaming, that dissociation and disconnection from yourself, guys. It's really just like a disconnection from yourself, from your emotions, from your feelings, from your thoughts. And this is really, really, really common you know maybe not to the point where it's dissociation but I think a lot of us struggle with like really connecting to our feelings to our thoughts to our um selves because you know we weren't taught that we were actually taught to like disconnect and to not feel the emotions we feel and so like after a lot of repetition we kind of just learn to disconnect ourselves from all of that when we do feel that way when we do feel uh anger when we do feel sadness we just kind of you know turn away from it right like we're there but we're not really there like yes 
I'm in my body and stuff, but like I'm not really there. I'm not really connected to whatever is going on internally. I'm kind of just there, right? I saw this response in me recently. Um, my therapist kind of helped me connect it. But so like, you know, if someone could ask me a question like, why didn't you wash the dishes or something like that? And um, I, I realized like in those moments, this is just an example, right? But in those moments where I was asked a question or like told something, like I would just kind of freeze. Like I didn't know what to say. Um, I would just kind of like stay quiet and until I could kind of like come to get come back and be like, okay. But what I realized was that like growing up when I was asked, like, did you do the dishes? And I would answer like, no, because this or yes, because whatever. It was kind of like you're talking back, you're talking back. And so I realized that like now I freeze because I don't want to like go through that again I don't want like you know that's again my ego trying to protect me from going through that even though it's just a simple question like yes or no like now that I'm an adult I still feel that coming up for me where it's like if I even respond yes or no it's talking back or like saying okay is talking back um or like just you know saying my point of view is talking back where it's like it's not I'm just trying to feel understood or be understood right it's kind of also like you know when you're um when you're having a discussion or like not an argument but yeah just like a discussion about something and like you don't say anything because like you're afraid maybe that you'll say the wrong things or like that you're gonna hurt someone's feelings and I'm not saying like to tell tell someone off you know I'm just saying like We can have discussions we can discuss things right we're adults now we can discuss things without it being a fight or without like you know just completely closing off completely shutting down which is what the response is like we kind of shut down we don't know how to react we don't know what to do so we just shut down in in a way to protect ourselves in that moment all of these fear fight flight fear um what's fun they're all ways to protect ourselves they're all ways that are trying to protect us from not experiencing events that we have experienced in the past right so it's kind of that shutting down so you don't have to deal with whatever is going on in the world or in you and the fourth one is fawn so this one like i said it's like a people pleasing um mechanism that we have in order to help us feel safe so like if like maybe we're afraid of being abandoned or um, that we're not lovable, then I'm going to the outside world to find that love, right? I'm going outside externally um, to reassure myself that I'm not going to be abandoned, right? To reassure yourself that you are actually safe. And the thing is, though, that we go externally, right? To feel safe, to feel like good about ourselves. And when we do struggle with like a fond response we struggle with saying no and there's a lot of guilt associated with that and that guilt kind of drives our behaviors right because i do feel that guilt i don't know how to deal with it so i'm just gonna avoid it at any cost so i'm just gonna say yes to whatever you want me to do right um another thing is that like we don't want conflict at all like we'd rather just kind of go with the flow or whatever in order to avoid the conflict because we don't know how to deal with it This might show up for you if like growing up you were a performer, right? Like you weren't allowed to be a child. You actually were a performer. Like if you performed well in school, then you were lovable. Like you, we have that belief, right? We have that belief that like we have to perform for people. Like we have to please everyone in order to be lovable and that we can't disappoint anyone, right? Um, 
So then we go like out of our way, trying to make everyone happy. And then it leaves us feeling very unhappy, right? With ourselves, a lot of resentment, a lot of guilt, a lot of shame associated with it, which is understandable, right? Because we learned to meet the needs of others before ours. We learned not to take care of ourselves. We learned to put others before us. And that left us feeling so drained, right? And that's kind of how we cope, right? How we cope with the fear of being abandoned, how we cope with the fear of... Um, not being enough by showing up for others. So this is the fawn response, guys. So now that I've gone a little bit more into detail for each one of them, let's talk about how to heal this, guys. Because, you know, it's not like you're just going to be in flight mode or like you're just going to be in fawn mode or in uh, freeze mode. Like you can jump from one to the other, right? This is all associated with fear, guys. Like this is a lot of us just feeling afraid right we're afraid our, our our body literally feels like we are in danger and it, that it has to protect us so it goes into these modes like it should either it shuts down or it thinks it has to fight or it just runs so if you do see these in you i need you to be compassionate with yourself it's so important guys because like i said this is how we learn to survive it's literally our survival mode but we can move from that guys we don't have to live in this mode we don't have to continue we can break this cycle right like we can actually start living we don't have to be in this constant state of fear constant state of danger um and so we we do right like that's what we actively want to work towards moving from fear um to love right like that's our goal here in this episode so i think a lot of it has to do with being aware when we are reacting when we are um living our life from whichever mode you live from and when we're working towards you know being better you're gonna come to the realization that you are reacting that you are living in a place of fear right you're living here and it's because you don't know any better your body literally thinks you're in danger so when we become aware of this um like i said you need to be kind to yourself when you see yourself like jumping like you're you might think oh okay yeah like i figured it out i'm like i'm i'm living life from a place of love right i'm living in love and then all of a sudden you find yourself like doing those things that are programmed by fear again um it's okay guys remember we are programmed remember that just because I snap my fingers and say I'm going to be different doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. I have to put the work in, right? And putting the work in means I'm learning from my mistakes, right? So when I am programming from this place of fear, I just need to be aware of it. I just need to really be like, okay, like this is this is a fear response. I'm afraid. And deal with the fear, guys. Do not fight. We don't have to fight to deal with the fear, right? We don't have to... Um, flight we don't have to leave to deal with the fear we don't have to freeze we don't have to just stand there in hopes of the the fear being dealt with and we don't have to fawn right we don't have to people please we don't have to put ourselves last to deal with the fear right like just feel the fear that's all it is guys so the way we used to cope is by fight flight freeze fawn and now we deal with the fear by accepting it within us we deal with it by accepting that it's there by accepting that like oh shoot like i'm i feel afraid and that's okay guys we are allowed to feel afraid we are allowed to feel these things however we're not going to reinforce them we're not going to act from a place of fear right i'm not gonna if i feel threatened by 
a comment someone made, I'm not going, I don't have to fight them, right? I can just deal with that fear that I'm feeling in that moment. So a lot of it is being aware that it's happening and then dealing with the fear. How do we deal with the fear? By feeling it. Remember that feeling is healing, right? We need to feel it in order to heal it. So heal it, like allow it to be there. Like understand that like, you know, like in that moment when I want to freeze and I don't want to say anything in in fear of saying the wrong thing or of getting in trouble, like I need to remind myself that, hey, I'm no longer living there like I'm safe now in this moment right now I'm actually safe like I'm no longer 12 years old where I would get in trouble for saying okay or I would get in trouble for saying um for trying to explain my point of view right like now it's safe now I don't have to do all of that or if I'm in flight fight mode where I feel like I'm in danger and I have to like literally fight whether it's like you know an argument like I feel like I have to get in an argument and react and scream at my husband or my wife or my boyfriend whatever um remind yourself that you can be seen without doing that like you don't have to scream you don't have to yell to be seen and understood like you can be understood without that and so that's just your ego right you just want to be seen and heard and um that's why we fight right that's literally why we argue kind of to get our point across but just remind yourself that you no longer have to react and the screaming the fighting that's a reaction right we can respond we can respond now we're adults now we're safe to respond right like now we can get those needs met and feel safe by responding right so the thing is that 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 the screaming, the arguing, that used to serve a purpose for us, right? That we really do think it works because it used to serve a purpose for us. But we're when we do that, we're we're programming from a place of fear, right? We're acting from a place of fear, and our goal is to do it from a place of love, right? Of calm, of tranquility. We're not in danger, guys. So maybe next time that you find your your ego like coming up remind yourself that all of those thoughts are okay like you're allowed to have thoughts about the situation even if like they're quote-unquote negative or whatever but they're just thoughts right we don't have to react from them um those thoughts are kind of like reinforcing that we're unsafe right so we don't have to react from them we could just witness them we could see that they're there but we don't have to um automatically react and this has a lot to do with like autopilot right so when we're in autopilot we're not disrupting cycles like we're just kind of doing whatever the heck my mind tells me to do um we're not conscious right we're not living again we're not living i'm just kind of doing whatever my mind is telling me to do i'm not even like questioning like what the heck am i doing like it's just kind of like go 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 and that we can go from there to love right to like becoming conscious of what it is we're doing what it is that we actually want to do right because that autopilot controls us this isn't a place where your mind controls your actions right your reactions so um we can go to a place where like we kind of question like wait why do i actually want to do that is this because i'm i'm afraid is this because i don't feel seen is this because i don't feel heard is this because i feel like i'm in danger and i have to react um am i actually in danger like it's kind of like questioning, like really getting to the root of like why you do the things you do. Um, and a lot of times that thing that we say is I've always been this way. I have always been this way, guys. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying that just because you've been a certain way for such a long time doesn't mean that it is serving us now, right? And a lot of 
like I said, the change, right? We don't want to change because it's scary to us. This is our ego, guys. This is our ego. It just wants to protect us. But just because I've been a certain way for such a long time doesn't mean that it's it's helping me now grow, right? We want to grow. We want to evolve. We want to change. We want to correct ourselves, of course, right? And so a lot of times we don't because of this, because of this, like we're in that fight mode and our ego loves it loves repetition, right? It loves the same thing. It loves to feel safe. It loves the safety, right? So when you find yourself trying to get out of that autopilot, of course, guys, of course, you're going to feel fear. Of course, you're going to feel like maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe this isn't safe. That's your ego, guys. And it's allowed to be there, right? Because it it used to serve a purpose to, to protect you. And now it doesn't have to, right? Now you're safe and you can remind your ego like, hey, like, I know you're just trying to protect me. I know like what your purpose is here, but I got you. Like I can take care of us now. I am now the adult. And um, continue doing that, guys, because it, it's going to come up. Your ego is going to try to protect you. And a lot of times I... I find myself getting upset at myself like oh my god why did I just have this thought or oh my god why do I feel this way but it's just my ego trying to protect me from the unfamiliar right so it's really just disrupting the patterns it's disrupting the fight the flight the freeze and the fawn right we disrupt the flight by not reacting we disrupt the fight by not running we just dis- we disrupt the freeze by doing something like not just freezing we disrupt the fawn by reminding ourselves that we're worthy and we don't need the love outside of us by putting ourselves first right we disrupt that by putting ourselves first and most importantly we disrupt all of these by staying present guys the thing is our parents they had to survive right like they had they probably went through so much um our grandparents our ancestors like they literally went through so much that we don't know about and they literally had to survive like their instinct their the the reason why they were born was to survive right and so the thing is that now we can wake up and and we can remind ourselves that we we don't have to survive right like we don't constantly have to be at a battle with life like we can live we can be present we can live and enjoy life and it doesn't have to be a battle with ourselves or with the world And we do this by reminding ourselves that we're safe. In those times when we do feel unsafe, instead of reacting out of fight, flight, freeze, fawn, we feel it. We allow it. We're kind to it. We're compassionate to ourselves, right? Like, this is how we disrupt the cycle. This is how we break that pattern, guys. I really want you guys to just really reflect on this one, guys, because this is such a big programming that a lot of us have a lot of us are born with guys like a lot of us literally feel that we're born to just survive right like to just get through the day to just get through the year to just get through life and it doesn't have to be like that our ancestors maybe they did have to survive maybe they did feel like they were in constant danger and that they had to protect themselves constantly and so they developed these coping mechanisms to help them feel safe right fight flight freeze fawn And that got passed down to us, unfortunately, right? And a lot of us don't know that we're programming from this place, that we're acting from this place, that we're reacting from this place of fear. But we can break the cycle. Now we have the power to break the cycle. Now we have the power to remind ourselves that we're safe and we didn't go through everything our ancestors went through. Like, we don't have to continue to protect ourselves from danger because we're not in danger, right? We're safe. And this is just a constant reminder that we have to give ourselves every single day, every time you feel unsafe, every time you feel unsafe and you want to 
go to that survival mode, go to that fight, flight, freeze spawn. I need you to remind yourself that you are safe. And this is how you break the cycle. This is how the cycle ends. It ends with you guys. With that being said, I actually wanted to read you guys a little poem. So I started reading this book. It's called Here Are the Tears I, You, We Didn't Cry by Vianney Harley or Harley. And this book is basically, it's, well, it's on generational trauma, right? And so the title, like I said, is Here Are the Tears I, as in me, you as in my mom, my grandparents, my ancestors, and then we as in all of us together didn't cry because obviously all of that got passed down to me. Everything that my ancestors didn't cry got passed down to my grandma. Everything that she didn't cry got passed down to my mom. Everything that my mom didn't cry got passed down to me, right? So here are the tears I, you, we didn't cry. How beautiful. Um, so I wanted to read you guys a poem on cycle breakers. This is a poem book and it does have both languages in each poem. So this poem is called Carta de Amor a las Ovejas Negras. This is a love letter. A las Ovejas Negras de la Familia. Those who carry the weight of breaking a curse. No one before them had the tools to break. Cargar en la espalda como mochila y cemento siglos llenos de dolor. You go to therapy because you know it needs to end. Y te conviertes en el chiste de las cenas de los domingos por la tarde. Un abrazo en forma de carta y poesía para quienes por fin dijeron no. And now during holidays, you see other families smiling at dinner tables and loving each other and you don't understand why that can't be you. Es como sentir un abismo del tamaño de algún planeta. Saber que mamá y papá sufren heridas que nadie los ayudó a sanar. Your mother's inner child is hurting. What about yours? You want something different, something better than... The ways you were raised in. Pero nadie nos dijo que cambiar las cosas nos traería tanta soledad. But remember, it ends with you and no one after you will suffer like you and your parents did. Abrazate muy fuerte. Guys, if you're out here doing the work, if you're out here breaking cycles, I see you and I hear you and I am so, so, so proud of you guys because, like, do you know what you're actually doing? Like, you're literally healing years and years and years of trauma that got passed down, right? That fear that our ancestors literally had to go through, like, because they literally were in danger that got passed down to us. Like, we're healing that too, right? We're healing future generations as well. And so if you're doing the work, I just want to let you know that I see you. I know how hard it is. I know that, like, it gets really tiring. And, and I know, guys, I know. But I just want to let you know that I see you and that I'm so proud of you. And I need you to clap for yourself because you really, really deserve it. Um, this poem book is honestly so good, guys. There's so many other different poems that, like, really help me to feel seen. Um, but yeah, guys, that is all I have for you guys in today's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I'm sending you guys so much love and so much light. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Hello and welcome to the Habit Your Eye with Dean podcast. We will learn to transform into the best version of yourself, become a self-love expert, shift your mindset, and build new habits to help you cultivate a life of freedom. On this podcast, expect vulnerability as I too am growing on this long, beautiful journey with you. If you haven't already done so, hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode.